You're listening to the Water Lily Podcast, a podcast all about the brilliant work of the Water Lily Project, a charity that's passionate about supporting and empowering vulnerable women in Christchurch, in Dorset and the surrounding areas, helping them back to independent living. Over the next five episodes, you'll find out about Chatterbox, which was an 18-month-long lottery-funded intergenerational project run by the Water Lily Project. And in this episode, we'll be hearing from Colin Bennett, Water Lily Project Chair of Trustees and also Estrella as well, a volunteer from Spain on placement at Water Lily Project who helped run Chatterbox. They're both in conversation with Hope FM's Blair Crawford. They'll be focusing in on the intergenerational aspect of the project and also the multicultural aspect of the project too. And this morning I'm talking to Colin Bennett, the chairman of the Water Lily Project, and Estrella, who's one of the European volunteers, uh, both working on the Chatterbox Project. And today we're particularly looking at the benefit of intergenerational working. But before we just do that, Estrella, you've come all the way from Spain as a European volunteer to, to work with the Water Lily Project generally, but you've, you've been very much involved you know, with the Chatterbox Project. Yes. What was it that made you decide to come to England in in the first place? Was it to get new experience? Yes, I was looking for a new experience and I wanted to be like volunteering experience because uh, like this I could have more time just to know the country and the culture and I I see the offer of Water Lily Project on the European website and I really like all the activities that they do, all the different age of people like Colin say, like with older people, young people, children, so I wanted to be involved. That's right, and obviously you, you participated in, in quite a number of the sessions. Yes. And what Did you have a favourite one? Well, I have some of them, like I really like pirate one because we dress like pirates and we made like a, a boat, pirate boat. And then I really like also like Paddington Bear and Easter because they were really like showing how is the English culture, like we don't read Paddington Bear. And here the children, they all know about Paddington Bear, all the histories and everything. So I really enjoyed it too. Like- Talking about tradition, here you here you were a visitor, you know, from from Spain, yes. and some of the themes must have been quite quite new to you. And yeah. <laughs> so, did you learn quite a lot about British tradition? Yes, yes. In the Easter week, I learned a lot because we don't used to celebrate Easter in Spain, so I learned a lot, and we did like with the eggs and everything. So it was really grateful for me, like to learn. I was. Like another children there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said that actually because we we talked a lot about the children, but I mean the adults were as bad as the kids, weren't they? And Absolutely. I bet you the adults yes. want to have a go oh on that train. You know? Well, I love the pirate theme because you know you can tell who is a pirate, don't you? <laughs> How do you know whether someone's a pirate? Because they are. <laughs> oh dear. So, so have you got used to Colin's jokes, Australia? <laughs> no, no, the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Don't, I don't have the English humor yet. <laughs> but obviously, you know, looking back on the tradition of those stories, yeah. nursery rhymes, and all sorts of of, of traditions, uh, you know, and it must have been quite a challenge each week, you know, to keep that going. Uh, but but I mean, we've we just we haven't sort of said much about the adult, you know, involvement. No. How, how did the adults get on with it? I mean, what was the real benefit to them? They they really love seeing. I think their children engage with the theme. I think that that so the 
children just enjoyed it. And, and let's face it, as a parent, if your children are happy, you're happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's very good. But also, I think seeing the elderly people there and the elderly people just appreciating it and seeing the the elderly people engage with the the in in the children, and that was the whole po- point of of Chatterbox was to try and cut across all the generations. And of course, I suppose, and maybe Australia, you could comment on this because you know. At the younger end of the scale, you know, there's things that young people do. I mean, even take computers, for example, you know, that uh, that there are things that come like second nature, you know, when you're mm-hmm. young because you're part of a generation that grew up mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, but, but then, obviously, you have the experience of age, you know. I don't know, do you still have grandparents, Australia? No, unfortunately, yeah. I don't. Did you, did you ever know your grandparents? Uh, no, they yeah. died when I was little. But uh, if, I, if I said to you, with, with the experience of, you know, of the Waterloo and the fact your life experience, I mean, do you think it's important to bring, to bring older and younger together, and in fact, yes. on all ages in between? I've been always volunteering with elder people in Spain also because I think like re- you really learn about them and and how they have life and how they still life and how like I don't know I think it's really important to to have this connection like for them also because you can show them how the la- your life works now and and I think it's a really important so you're bringing together the, the vibrance of youth with the experience of age, aren't you? Exactly, and you need all of that. You know, a lot of research says that really people don't easily flourish without two or three generations that can speak into them and ground them and help them understand where they've come from and where they, you know, what, what their life could be, the flourishing of people. Of course, right in the middle of that is that little three-letter word, uh, which I know you had oodles off in the Chatterbox Project, which was fun. Yeah. I thought you were <laughs> going to say sin, Blair, which would have been really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Colin. No, fun. And because actually it was a good laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I had the privilege of, um, of, of going in when Santa uh, appeared. Really? So that was very oh, wow. interesting. And yes. rumour has it that actually he was Santa. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that on air? Oh. <laughs> Santa's assistant. I was okay. never Santa. I was always Santa's assistant. assistant. Yes. So, um, Santa's little friend. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. The, the children really, you know, again, the children and the parents and, and grandparents, they just connected so well with, with those sessions when those were on. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's very very difficult to pick a favourite week, and you you mentioned the the pirate one, but I guess that that did you know what was happening the next week? Did you always tell folk? Now next week we're going to be doing like a fairy tale theme, or we're going to do a train theme, or yes. So and and Jan were working really hard on that, and they skewed like a month, a whole month, and they were preparing, sending material to the families when we were throw thrown. They were sending the material to me as well, and the other Italian volunteer that was with us, and everything was really, really prepared, and that's why everything works really good because <laughs> there was a very strong connection, wasn't yeah. there? I mean, and and if people were missing. Olivia knew she really didn't want to miss a session. She wanted to be there because she was excited about it. Now, I guess that you all discovered the delights of Zoom. So how did that impact on the project? Yeah, so um, we've got another podcast which actually talks about the strengths and weaknesses of Zoom versus real life. So 
I think I think and Australia is going to speak in a moment just about because she's had some experiences with how that worked with with chatterbox but I think one of the the key things about it is that we're it's seeking always whatever we're doing whatever technology or non-technology we use trying to engage with those generations and I think uh, it's interesting even through this Blair you know my 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 daughter and my Ruth and my poorly grandson Caleb are listening at the moment and isn't it wonderful that technology I hope he gets better soon uh, isn't it wonderful with technology we can do amazing things and I think sometimes we kind of like can limit ourselves and not think but Zoom actually was I think really really useful we connected with more people on Zoom than we did in the cafe itself. So I don't know whether Australia wants to say a little bit about her experiences. Your friends in Spain could have been tuned in, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, like I will say that thanks to Zoom and this kind of thing, a lot of things that I couldn't do from Spain, I will still do in front of Spain. So if they keep doing the, the cafe charts online, I can do it from Spain and thanks to Zoom, there is no limit, there is no border. And no, there's no borders, and that's one of the things that we've discovered, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I guess going back to what I said earlier on, you know, because technology doesn't come to easy to all of us. It but, does not. But, but more often, I mean, speaking generally, young people fly with technology, you know, but, uh, and, and older people may be slightly more intimidated, but sometimes it's the other way around, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, but harder to go with a project, then did you have any problems with people connecting and knowing what to do? I think I think you know with all of these things the more you do it the better it it gets and the smoother it becomes and I think at the beginning it was really tricky but in the end you know it seemed to work really well I mean I think there were over 50 people that engaged with on Zoom over the over the period when it was on so that was fantastic Now we're coming out of of lockdown Hooray! Hallelujah. <laughs> and, uh, starting ne- on the 17th, isn't it? Whenever we can begin to meet in, in restaurants. Yes, our cafe is opening in real life on the 17th, where people can come inside at the moment. <laughs> as you can see, Blair, it's raining outside. Oh, yeah. All the so, more reason for wanting to go inside. <laughs> Not very good. Yeah. And Australia, you're returning to, to see the folks. Uh, that'll be special for you as well. Will you take some of these ideas back to Spain with you? Yes, definitely. As I say, I, I I was volunteering with elder people, so I'm planning to tell like the manager there how it worked Chatterbox and how it was working on Zoom as well, because there is also COVID in Spain, and I hope we can manage something there. It's great. Now going forward, obviously uh, Chatterbox has come to the end of its of its first cycle. Yeah. Do you think going forward, as we come out of of all the challenges, that there's a need for more of this type of program? Absolutely, and uh, I'm hoping and praying that um, another charity that I'm involved in called Green Door for Families, which we're we're, we're starting uh, on the 22nd of May in the across the conurbation, and. Uh, I'm praying that uh, Green Door for Families will, will take on the mantle. And it'll be a really tough challenge to follow what, what Sue Daly, fantastic work Sue Daly's done, but also all the volunteers and all, particularly Jan Crawford has done in terms of making Chatterbox a real success. 
Well, thank you both for telling us all about it. And and obviously, if nothing else, we've identified the, the, the real value in bringing people of all age groups uh, together. And of course, we, we, we didn't really say a lot about the, the, the very important aspect of international sharing, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Uh, and and uh, I mean, you're, you're a walking proof of that, aren't you? That here you mm. are uh, bringing in the richness, of course, yeah. of your own country. Yeah. Uh, because there's lots of things you do do in Spain yeah. that we haven't really talked about. During Chatterbox, boxes during for example the easter week we we were talking also about holy week in spain and we have say always goodbye in spanish and goodbye in italian and we when we were playing song games like counting flags or counting things we were doing also like some numbers in spanish or some numbers in italian so we have Prince Son of our culture too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all enriched because of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Estrella and Colin there in conversation with Hope FM's Blair Crawford. And that brings us to an end of another episode of the Water Lily Project podcast. The next episode, episode number four, got two new voices from two Peters. In fact, a Peter Duffin, a supporter of Water Lily Project, who brought in his model trains to uh, some of the sessions of Chatterbox, and also from a Peter Kegg, a volunteer at Water Lily, and also the project's handyman. Mm-hmm.